The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toink.com. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push... I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. And before we go any further, happy birthday, Kylan. (laughs) Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate it. And I'm just got an email about a new about some stuff from from Oli's. Uh, they have Avengers six inch figures for six ninety nine each. Oh, uh, from the movies or or what line is this from? Uh, I don't know. It looks like it may be the uh, gamer verse. It's not Marvel. Okay. It's not Marvel Legends. It's the Marvel Avengers. So it may be the the ones based on the Marvel Avengers game. Okay, I'm not sure. So, but still a great deal. Well, yeah, yeah. It's the it's the line that had the uh, the white up and bottom or top and bottom banners. Okay, all right. So exactly. it may it may be the uh, it may be the the six inch line from uh, Avengers Endgame. Ah, maybe the Endgame wave because one one of them shows Iron Man in the. Uh, quantum suit okay but uh check out the homepage mightymarvelgeeks.net on the right hand side is our affiliates like bitty boomers use code weebygeeks for 15 percent off your purchase uh also to use code wingeeks 15 like you heard at the beginning of the show uh at toink.com and uh kylan the birthday boy i believe has this week's pick of the week from toink yeah, uh, you know, I was just looking through here and, you know, and I don't pick these very often, but I- I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, so there's uh, this really awesome Marvel Spider-Man collector statue. This is uh, Spider-Man in the Mark IV suit. It's a six inch statue. It is it clocks in at one oh nine ninety nine. So just. No, we're in the neighborhood of 110 bucks. Uh, this suit, if you if you want to imagine what it looks like, it would be closer. It's close to the cinematic version of Spidey suit that Tony Stark gives to Peter. Um, and so, uh, so the suit. Well, the the let me. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. So anyway, so this is based on the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, this suit is the tech suit 
it uh, is characterized by a metallic sheen with glowing eyes and a glowing emblem. And the Mark IV Spider-Man costume is loaded with new technology. So that's the reason why you kind of get that look. Um, it is uh, six inches tall with a one-six scale. And this is a bust. Um, Sounds like so it's, it's a general perfect, giant product. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's perfect for your desk, bookshelf, table, what have you. Um, this is a limited collector's item, which is the reason why uh, the price is what it is. Looks like there's only 750 pieces of this item. So uh, holidays are coming up. Hit toink.com and check that out. Rounding up after discount, 94 bucks. Mm. Plus free oh, shipping. This, oh, there, this is an officially licensed bust. That is shipped with a matching certificate of authenticity. Yeah, that's typical General Giant. Yeah. It's General Giant. To get something General Giant for under 200 bucks is great. So $109.99 is awesome. Right. But to then get it for under 100 bucks, that's a steal. That's a, that's a worthwhile steal. Absolutely. Right. So, um, so yeah, again, use code WINGEEKS15 for 15% off. Um, just some quick news stories because tonight we are doing our our picks on what we want to hear on the holiday soundtrack for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. So we're going to get we're going to wrap up the night with that. But I, I found a few, st- and then we're also going to talk a little bit about um, Ant Man and Wasp: Quantum Mania. But wanted to touch on a few stories real quick. Uh, apparently, Marvel's Ironheart has wrapped production. Oh. So, uh, this is a Disney Plus series that's supposed to come out next year. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen is rumored to appear as Mephisto in this. Which, why would, <laughs> Mef- why, why would Mephisto be in Ironheart? Just saying. Because that's that's the least place you would expect him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so we expected him every single episode of WandaVision. Yeah. Um, but we will first see see our first start or first viewing debut of Ironheart in Wakanda Forever. And I have loved the trailers where Akoya and Sherry go to her dorm room and, and they start up and, and just the one line that, that really cuts cuts to the core is when Riri looks at Akoya and says, Oh, and look at the one who's come ball headed black chick with ash on her head that's coming to my dorm room. I know I've paraphrased oh. that line. I'm like, oh, that hurt more than any any spear shot Akoya would have ever have given. That's true. <laughs> and I love that in the trailer. That was I think that was in the latest TV tra- uh, thirty second uh, yeah TV spot that dropped like a week or two ago. Such a great line. Um, but, uh, speaking of Black Panther, Disney does this thing for cast members called Magic Backstage. So it's like different sweepstakes contests. Right. I won for Saturday, November 12th. I was one of, I don't know how many cast members selected for a private screening of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. You're kidding me. Nope. Get to take one guest and take Melissa. Melissa and I are going to go see Wakanda Forever on awesome. the on the 12th. I don't know how much I could talk about the actual event, what what they do. Uh, I'll, I'll know more that day of how much we could talk about it or publicize, you know, make it public. Uh, but I can say, I mean, they do these different things. Um, and since I've been out on medical leave, I, I really looked at that section and I entered quite a few, and I was actually shocked that I won this one because this is one of the ones I actually wanted to win. Well, I'm sure you could talk about the event overall. I mean, obviously, you couldn't talk about the movie. Well, the movie would be out at that point. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to see it next Thursday myself. So, yeah, the movie, the official release date's the 11th. Sneak peeks on the 10th. Okay, I got you. So yeah, this is this is a private screening where it's going to be cast members and guests only at at a ten o- ten o'clock viewing. Kind of makes me wonder who who else might be there. That's what I'm curious about. Right. 
I'm curious too, is there going to be swag? If there is, great. If there's not, no big deal. I'm curious too, not knowing because I haven't, because they really didn't talk about it and I can't, and since the contest is over, it's no longer on the, on the cast website. Yeah. I mean, are concessions free? If not, no big deal. I'm okay with that. I'll buy my concessions. Means I could get a little bit more since I didn't spend on movie tickets. <laughs> yeah. But no, this is going to be cool. Yeah, excellent. Chance to, to go see it for free. Congratulations, sir. So, and this is one I'm going to end up, or we're going to end up seeing twice because, you know, we're going to take Zoe as well eventually. But right. yeah, this is an opportunity. Free film. Going. It's just like I saw Avengers Endgame twice. I saw it by myself. And then we got the, the 4DX free tickets to try that out. <laughs> so Zoe and Melissa and I went to go see that, which was where the seats are. The uh, they, they shake and, you know, fans blowing the full immersive experience for a, theater, for a film at, at the moment. It wasn't bad, but God, I, I really enjoyed it. But there's got to be a movie I really want to see to pay those prices. And I will tell you, when uh, Rogue Squadron comes out, if it ever comes out. I think it's more of an if at this point. That's one I would go see. If they were to re-release A New Hope in a 4DX format, oh, I'm there. Because could you imagine what they do for the stink of the garbage compactor? Mm-hmm. I imagine what they could, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're going to go see that more more news on that in a couple of weeks. Um, so we do know, Eric, you're on assignment next week on next issue. So if we do, the, and if there's an issue next week, um, it may be just Kylan and I, or there may be a surprise visitor. Don't know. Um, but I'm also working on special guests for the week after, because that'll be our last week before Thanksgiving. Because mm-hmm. we're not recording Thanksgiving Day. Mm-mm. I will be too knocked out on tryptophan. And I, re- and I really don't want to record earlier in the week. The only option we would have that week would be Tuesday. Yeah. Unless that's an availability that we have for what I'm working on. Play it by ear. So, um, so yeah. So around the 17th, we'll talk about it no matter what. Uh, whether it ends up being a bonus episode, a, a backstory episode, which we haven't done in a long time. There you go. Or uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just see what happens. Uh, also, too, Marvel's Agatha Coven of Chaos adds two more to the cast. Uh, is continuing to build out the cast with the addition of both Ali An and Maria Dizia. And I really don't know who either one of these two people are, which is great because I, I love that's one of the things I loved about Star Wars is a lot of lesser knowns are in the role and they become stars because of it. Right. So I am looking them up right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, cause I mean, if you think about it for star Wars from the get go, it was casting people who were relatively unknown at the time. Oh yeah. Right. Well, figure the two biggest stars in star Wars, the first film, which we mm-hmm. say before it was labeled a new hope in 1982 or titled A New Hope in 1982. The two biggest stars in a, in Star Wars was Alec Guinness and Peter Cushing. Mm-hmm. They were the most well-known. Mm-hmm. Third, if I had to throw a third in there, would have been Harrison Ford because of American Graffiti. Right. That's about it. Hey, hey you know, there is something. Here, here's the other thing. I, I've noticed that, like, especially with established, a- okay, with established actors, who have a large body of work. Right. When you see them in a movie, unless they're somebody who's amazing at taking on another role so that they disappear in that role, really all you see is that actor. Right. Uh, Case in point, last weekend or last week, uh, I went to see Black Adam, and truth is, I just all I I, I could just see The Rock, and yeah. The Rock is at this point where, whatever movie he's in, whatever role he's playing, he's just gonna be The Rock. He he's hitting that Johnny Depp status. Johnny yeah. Depp, whatever you're seeing, you're seeing Jack Sparrow as the character. Right. Well, that was the same way with Sean Connery. I mm-hmm. mean, Sean Connery. You know, he may have had different character names. He played pretty much the same character. He did. 
in everything. I mean, for Pete's sake, as much I love the movie Highlander, I love the movie Highlander. But Ramirez was an Egyptian Spaniard with a Scottish accent. Yeah, but at least he wasn't James Bond. Yeah, but as Ramirez. And and that's true, but I think what the the Sean Connery that we see that we start to see pretty much was Sean Connery because of James Bond. Right. But when you look but when you look at his character in The Rock, right. There's you, you can see some some James Bond in in that character. That, okay, yeah, and that's fair. That's true. Yeah. That's so, true. Now, but I mean, I do I, I do give what you're saying, I totally agree because that is some that is a role that you would probably want to cast someone like a Rami Malek. Yeah. Rami Malek would have made a great Black Adam. No, I was actually talking about Miras. Uh, yeah, if, if they do a remake of Highlander. Yeah, get him. He would be great. Yeah. Now, now he might have made a good Black Adam, too. I don't know. Huh? Yeah, but, you know, so that's the reason why, like, a lot of times if I see a movie and, you know... And, 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 you know, and, and, you know, it's like like Star Wars, largely unknown characters that you have a blank slate. You have largely unknown actors who have a golden opportunity to tell a new story. I, I think that yeah, I'm all for it with as much as people criticized the sequel trilogy. Look at the works that Daisy Ridley has done. Oscar Isaac. Now, if we can only get Oscar Isaac in a Marvel film, well, we we got him in Moon Knight. So now he's done a Marvel project. Don't don't say Apocalypse, X Men Apocalypse, because well, uh, I, I'm pretending that never even happened, dude. I don't know. That, that was didn't horrible. Happen as far as I'm concerned. Um, look at Adam Driver. I mean, he really took off because one of his right. next big roles that I really loved him in. Was the Black Klansman brilliant in that film? That that was brilliantly done. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but so Ali An is best known for liberal arts, Supernatural, Billions. Um, she was also involved with Orange Is the New Black for a few episodes. Um, she was in uh, the The Diplomat as well. Okay. So, and Raising Dion, which I don't know Raising Dion. I vaguely remember that, but it wouldn't have been a movie I watched or anyway, so. Now, uh, Maria Dizia is, her filmography is, for film, she is known for Captain Phillips, or she was in Captain Phillips. Um, That's the big one that I see that she was, that I would have recognized her in. Uh, Show, uh, TV-wise. She has a reoccurring role in The Staircase. Um, She did 18 or eight episodes of 13 Reasons Why, nine episodes of Emergence, um, 18 episodes of Orange is the New Black. So she worked with Allie in Orange is the New Black. Um, So she was in Royal Pains for two episodes. Oh, okay. That's an older show. Yeah. Uh, And then on stage, uh, she she's done some stage work as well. So cool, known a little bit, um, but pretty much a uh, both of these two for for the most part are going to be unknowns, relative unknowns. Yeah, yeah. which is going to be great because because that means they're more more of a chance to fall in love with their characters more mm-hmm. and not compare them to other things. Right. So, and then as we're recording on November third, the massive Lego set. 76210, aka the Marvel Hulkbuster, goes on sale tonight. Oh, that one, yeah. So you two can now pick this up. All 4,049 pieces of it. Oh my gosh. Can be yours for $549.99. And which, which minifig is inside of it? There is no minifig inside of it. It comes. It comes with a minifig. It comes with a Tony Stark. Okay. Um, but yeah, this thing is huge. It, it's almost like a the Star Wars Ultimate Collector Series version for Marvel because they so, they they show that they show the minifig. Mm-hmm. The the it looks like potentially it's either a banner or a Tony Stark minifig. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it comes up to the top of the foot at the bend around the ankle joint area. Wow. Ah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Huge. Nine inches tall. Wait, 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 wait. No. It comes with a minifigure of Tony Stark carrying tools. Uh, note the cockpit is designed to accommodate the 381 piece Iron Man figure, which could be bought separately for 40 bucks. <laughs> so buy another set that could go inside this set. Um, so that figure is nine inches tall and this thing is okay. Spec wise, the Hulk buster will measure at 20.5 inches tall once complete. That is amazing. And oh, by the way, batteries included. <laughs> For 500 bucks, it better be. Yeah, this thing's insane. Absolutely insane. So what, I guess my question is, oh, and they show that other Iron Man f- sliding into this picture, in the pictures. What, what was it or what is it that has all of a sudden made the Hulkbuster armor so popular over the years? Because was it popular from the comics? No. I think it's because of the Age of Ultron movie and for Endgame. I know Infinity War. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, like, I I was a fan of, okay, so, not that I read a lot of Iron Man, but I was a fan of all the different armors. And of all the different armors, like the Hulkbuster was cool. You know, it was, it was no, it was, it was cool armor, but you know, it wasn't like the Cadillac of, of all of the armors Tony has, as far as I was concerned. Um, but maybe because it's like you said, you know, in Age of Ultron and plus in Endgame, you know, it, it played a notable role, you know, and plus right. it was the only, the only thing that could handle facing off against Hulk. And and it is a has a direct connection to the Hydra Stomper if you think about it. Yeah. That might be it too. Yeah, yeah well, but the Hydra I think the Hydra Stomper is more inspired by the Hulkbuster armor. A combination of the Hulkbuster armor meets uh the Mach 1. Yeah. Right, but I'm just saying in timeline Right. The Hulkbuster armor would have been after. Right. And so, you know, that even though we know that there was no Hydra Stomper before, I don't remember there being a Hydra Stomper before. Uh, it was created for What If. if. So, no. Now, it would be incredible to see a Hydra Stomper version of this. Yeah. I mean, they yes. did have the Hydra Stomper set. Right. And that was cool. Yeah. But to have a more detailed version, a beefier version than what we got. Mm-hmm. I think would be extremely cool. I mean, but but unfortunately, the, you know, the Hulkbuster, What If was a great series. It's it's probably my second favorite on Disney Plus, uh, second only to Werewolf by Night. But I mean, did it get as wide an audience as the Hulkbuster did? I would say probably not. Right. Right. So basically, that means we're probably not going to see it. Yeah. Who knows? Um, trying to think. Um, Ant Man and Wasp: Quantumania, mm-hmm. otherwise known as the Micronauts movie. Yeah. Oh, dude! But yeah, we need to talk about that. Since, since you're warrant, raring to go, go for it. Well, okay. Like my question is this: I, I, I like I thought the trailer was awesome. You know, um, yo, yet again, you know, like Scott gets no love. You know, he he gets called Spider Man. Um. <laughs> No, so he 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 is pretty much the forgotten hero, and uh, and all of this. Not and that's sort of like you know that's that's the cross that he bears. I get it, you know, um, and all that. But I, and I'm I'm just gonna skip because you guys got eyes. You you saw the trailer. You saw what we saw. But my thing is this: I know that I know that I know that for legal reasons we cannot have micronauts. Ah, I know that I know that I know that we're not supposed to have Rom the Space Knight, but on the interweb, somebody is saying that they thought they saw someone, something that looked like Rom the Space Knight. And there's a lot of similarities between whatever it is that we're seeing in the in the quantum realm and the Micronauts, unless there's some deal that we don't know about between Marvel and Hasbro, and we got Micronauts in this movie. Well, to quote the great Jim Carrey, 
Let me tell you something. <laughs> there are three characters we could see from the Micronauts in Ant-Man and Wasp Quantum Mania. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of a team called the Microns? The Microns? See, now, okay. So you're going to need to refresh my memory because I don't remember Micron. Microns are Arcturus, Marinette, and Bug, who are <gasps> all Marvel properties. Yes, okay. I remember because those three showed up in the Micronaut comic. Yes, they were com- they were created by Marvel for the comics. Right. The t- that trio reappears as the Microns, and they aid Cable and Psycho Man, or when Psycho Man abducts Copycat. Okay. So oh, I just had a thought. Uh oh, I just had a thought. This could bring in Alpha Flight too. We don't know what character Bill Murray is playing, do we? Mm mm. Um. I don't think it's been said yet. I haven't heard anything, and I haven't done a super deep dive because I'm trying to not find out more than I need to know. I'm trying not to, too, but when Mike just said Psycho Man, Bill Murray, I think, could make an interesting Psycho Man. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I'm not saying saying that's who he's there as, but I'm just saying that would be an interesting choice. Right. Well, here— Here's the interesting thing. Why why is everything being called the quantum realm? Because they can't say microverse because of micronauts. Right, right. Uh, Bill Murray, according to IMDb, is cast as Krylar. Okay. Right. Uh, Krylar, as the steward of Pitol Pawab, the Isle of Assassins, Krylar spends his time farming out his civilization's advanced weaponry and mercenaries at his disposal. Okay, so he it doesn't sound like Psycho Man. No. Well, I got one for you. Now, this this is a rumor, but uh, William Jackson. Um, hold on. William Jackson William Harper. Jackson Harper. Yeah. So that name, if it doesn't sound familiar, it kind of should because he was one of the leads in um, The Good Place. Okay. He supposedly has an undisclosed role in uh, Quantum Mania. Yeah. Uh, but here is the thing: Every, uh, some people in the, in, in the internet are losing their minds because they think that he could be Reed Richards. And now, mind you, there's nothing, there's nothing to even support this one way or the other. I'm just throwing it out there that that's what that's what um, that's news that came across my my path. And you know, if but there's a number of characters that he could play. He could be a completely new character for all we know. But he he could be Bug. He could be because uh, I'm looking at the IMDb. Tony McCarthy is uncredited as humanoid. Hmm. Um, Mike Wood is credited as Crystal Man. Hmm. Crystal Man? Crystal Man. Or if that's our Psycho Man. I'm one. I could be. Uh, I am checking. Human, humanoids. Humanoids were a army of synthetic androids created by the leader to fight the Hulk. Ooh. I thought we were all, I thought we knew we were getting the leader. Yeah, yeah, we did. But he's not in the credits, or listed in the credits. Wait, do we know who's playing the leader? Not at the I moment. I thought it was supposed to be the same guy. Yeah. Hmm. So Crystal Man, Marvel. Okay, Crystal Man. No, that can't be the same. Why? Okay, the, typing in Crystal Man doesn't pop up anything. It gives me Crystal from X-Men. And it's a female, not a male. But the name is Crystal. Okay. There's two different ones. There's Crystal with a K, which is from the X-Men. Crystal with a C, who was with Inhumans, Fantastic Four, Avengers, Galactic Council, and Universal Inhumans, or her team affiliations. So there is potentially, this could be a new character. Possibly. Which seems odd, but it looks like Crystal had a thing with uh, Quicksilver at one point. Uh, Crystal and Quicksilver were married at one point. Uh And they had a daughter. I bet she shined like glass. Uh. <laughs> uh. Um, I see what you did there. I wish I didn't. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm 
I'm going to have to figure out more about Crystal Man. I wonder. I'll have to. I'll, I'll have to turn to the Jarvis app on my iPhone. I mean, here's the other thing too. Like, the, how many well-established characters do we know, and we we know them as in one form in the comics, but once they're in the in the MCU, is there's something different about them? You know, like you know, you they're they're that character. Uh, maybe the the character's name is the same, and but there are always something that changes, or some type of relationship that changes, and that could be the case here too. Um, you mean like Frogman slash Leapfrog? Right, exactly. And I, which I, you know, and and I'm not I'm I'm not here to you know bellyache about those changes or whatnot, because you know some of those changes they happen for whatever reason they happen. You know, I I. They they certainly are not going to talk to me about it, you know. Well, so I haven't had a chance to watch the Marvel Assembled about She Hulk, and I'm hoping they I give the today. do they give I the explanation in that? No, oh, no. Shame on not. them! Shame on them! Um, they 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 did kind of talk about they Inessis gave the background of him, but more of it, but for the most part, it was. The background for the character in world for She-Hulk, like basically post-snap, you know, they're talking about how like there's so many heroes out there. So naturally, you're going to have somebody who who has rich parents who's going to use their use their money, their parents' money, to basically they, them being superheroes. So basically, they said. They took the essence of the two characters and turned it into Leapfrog. Yeah, yeah. So Leapfrog wasn't his dad. No. But they took the essence of the comic character Leapfrog mm-hmm. and started him off as Frogman and then switched him back into Leapfrog since he became – because he started off as a as the vigilante, the, mm-hmm. the wannabe superhero, who then becomes the wannabe supervillain. Right. Because his dad right. was a supervillain. That's why he became the hero. What were you going to say, Eric? Never mind. No, go ahead. I don't forget what it was now. Then never mind. Uh, so no, no, go ahead. The trailer. I loved how um, Janet jumps all over Cassie about building this beacon to the quantum realm. Shut it off. Mm-hmm. Shut it off. And all of a sudden. <laughs> well, you know, the moment you say shut it off, that's when it's going to happen. Yep. 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 Now It starts off with you did what? And at that point, you got three seconds. Yeah, I mean, so really at this point, and I I don't know if they're going to go this way with it or not, but at this point, we have either A, the Young Avengers, or B, West Coast Avengers. We, 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 we have, basically, we have enough for one or the other, or I don't know, the West Coast Young Avengers. I don't know. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they combined those two. Young Avengers and West Coast Avengers, mm-hmm. and you, and then that's when you bring in Hawkeye, Clint Barton, Hawkeye, right? And yeah. he's kind of like the Dumbledore, right? Because pretty much, I mean, he's pretty much the only. Well, okay, there's Professor Hulk now, still, but there are very few of the Avengers left. Right. Correct. Right. Uh, you've got Thor. He's out and about in the universe. You've got. You've got War Machine. You've got Rhodey. You've got mm-hmm. Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we can count Bucky. Yeah. Right. But, Buck, uh, but Bucky's going got, Thunderbolts. Um, Wong. Yeah. Yeah. You Wong. got uh, the Steven. Yes, you, got, uh, you got Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah. And you got uh, his, uh, what's her name? Because the two of them are considered Avengers. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's on me. That's on me. Because my brain was thinking like the original Ah, yeah. The original group. And and really, when I say the original group, I mean, like, Thor, Tony, Steve. Right. Right. And Natasha. Rest in peace. Yes. Um, I found an article that talks about Easter eggs from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailer starts off with how he went from being a convicted, a convicted felon to an Avenger. Um, and shows Lang being recognized on the street by fans and, of course, Ant-Man being on the kid's backpack. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to know he's been named employee of the century by his former employer, Baskin Robbins? <laughs> but did, did he got fired because they found out that he was a felon. Yeah. 
But then it looks good to, to say you had an adventure work for you. Uh-huh. So yeah. Uh, number two, The Wasp, A New Hope, the haircut of Hope Van Dyne, going more towards the shorter, the more the comic. Yeah. The pixie cut, pretty much. Yep. Uh, number three, The Pym House. Um, it's still there. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is the home that Scott Lang first broke into and find the Ant-Man suit and the house that Hank grew for him and Janet to reside in. It is back in the Bay area and looks in what looks like a much smaller neighborhood. Cause remember well, that's the great thing. That's the great thing about a house that shrinks. You can move it places. Yep. That's true. Yep. That's true. Uh, number four, the satellite for the quantum realm. Yeah. You know, when Cassie introduces it as a satellite for deep space, but quantum, which I liked. Uh, Number five, a secret universe beneath ours. Um, And of course, Janet's terrified because she proclaims there is something she never told um, Hank and Hope about her experiences. And it's easy to assume it's Kang related. She also states that they have been pulled into a secret universe beneath ours. Mm. Uh, Number six, one of the most important Easter eggs in this trailer is the rings as in the rings of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we see in this, Kang and his home universe planet feature large rings that are heavily involved in multiple scales. They form around buildings that appear as Kang makes an entrance and seem to be a source of power. Mm-hmm. They have very similar side engravings to the rings and bracelets used by in the internals and Shang-Chi, the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. Those engravings. Yeah, it took me a couple of watchings to to pick up on that. Those engravings right. also share similarities to the bangle used to unlock Kamala Khan's powers in Miss Marvel. It goes back to Marvel's Agents of Shield. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. Um, most importantly, the rings have repeatedly shown the pathway between worlds. First in Thor: The Dark World. And then last seen in the f- season finale of Loki as the final boss version of Kang, he who remains explained how the multiverse was discovered using rings to visualize the universes on top of one another. So everything's ringing in the MCU. Well, Kevin Feige liked it so much he put a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. Now, now we need to hear Beyonce, <laughs> single lady playing in the background. I Hey, you heard you, you. You read my mind. I'm just going. Yeah. Oh, 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 um, oh, 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 sorry. Now we also get the MCU version of Chronopolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, then number eight, Heart of Forever. Uh, then, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, all we know is of his character being uh, Krylar. Uh, number ten, Cassie Lang suits up. Yes, folks, we see either statue or stinger. I'm assuming it's going to be more stinger than statue because it's going to be a bug. Stinger fits in with the bug thing. Right. Um, number 11. What's it going to be, Ant-Man? And King calls him out as as Ant-Man. Which is a nice, it's a nice contrast to before where people are mistaking him for spider Yeah. Right. Yep. So, yeah, that's Ant-Man and Wasp Quantum. Quantum Mania, the trailer. Gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four takeaways. Number four. Well, let's get right into the universe of another kind, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, and what songs do we want to hear? Holiday songs for the holiday soundtrack for the holiday version of Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. Or really just the Guardians Christmas mix. <laughs> Call it that too. So yeah. let let's start. Since it's Kylan's birthday, Eric, why don't you go first? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna get this one out of the way. These these four are in no particular order, but I'm in before anybody else calls it. This is one that has been covered many times. You know, Cheryl Crow, Brian Adams, uh, several others. You know, the Electric Mayhem. That may, that may be the best cover, but the original is still the best, and it is Chuck Berry, Run, Rudolph, Run. Okay. Okay. You, you guys are going to have to email me or, or put in put y'all's picks in our Facebook chat so I can yeah, we'll, get yeah, these we'll on, our, on our Spotify. Yeah. Which by thanks, I think I'm going to release our Spotify list on Thanksgiving. Okay. So... So Run, Rudolph, Run by Chuck Berry. Kylan, you're number four. 
My number four is Mary's Boy Child uh, slash Oh My Lord by Boney M. Okay. Okay. My number four by Paul McCartney and Wings, A Wonderful Christmas Time. I wondered if somebody was going to grab that one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, moving right along. Number three. Eric. Um, this is kind of a not... I'm going outside the box just a little bit because uh, you might call it rock, you might call it not, but Jimmy Buffett with the song Ho, Ho, Ho and a Bottle of Rum. Okay. If you've never heard it, it's hilarious. Hey, Sands has got to celebrate after the gifts are, are over. That's why Sands, he... That's Sands why he... The, the song goes, you know, ho, 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 and a bottle of rum. Santa's run off to the Caribbean. Actually, he stopped short and created Winter Summerland. <laughs> so, Kylan, number three. My number three is... Why did my screen do that? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, my number three is I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas by Gayla Peavy. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Uh, my number three... I, I had to I had to go Queen with it. Thank God it's Christmas <coughs> by Queen. So okay. number two, <coughs> Eric. My number two, Frosty the Snowman by The Ventures. Ooh, okay, ah. okay, good choice, good choice. Kylan, number two. <coughs> My number two is Twelve Days of Christmas by The Muppets. Okay. <coughs> okay. My number two, and I'll have to tell you the story of my interaction with this gentleman after show because it's not it's, it's not safe for the show. But I did get a chance to work with him at Epcot one year during Garden Rocks before it became um, or during Flower Power before it became Garden Rocks from Jose Feliciano Feliz Navidad. Okay, all right, all right. So, and to actually hear him sing it on stage after Christmas was kind of fun. So number one. Now, mind you, we did say holiday songs. So holiday songs. I my number one is "Little Saint Nick" by the Beach Boys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Good choice. Good choice. Kylan, number one. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I had to throw a little funk in there for this one. Um, "Merry Christmas, Baby" by Bootsy Collins. Ooh, good choice. Okay. Good choice. Well, I, I had to represent the other hero that we created on the show, Hebrew Panther. Oh, no. It's not the holidays unless you get the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. See, you know what? I almost picked that song. Okay. No, that, 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 that's valid. That's valid. Because there's another holiday song I wanted to pick, but I'm pretty sure today would not play that particular song. On the ride, so I, I, I did not uh, go with it. Um, I'll talk about that one after show. Any honorable mentions to add, gentlemen? Eric. Um, yeah, because everybody knows it's not truly Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from the top of Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> I'm going with Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There was there was another Christmas rap that came out of uh, the movie Beat Street. Oh yeah, but I don't think that one could be played on the ride either. No, no. But that no. was a classic one. So, Kylan, your honorable mention, or do you have one? You know, I actually okay. You know what? I'm just going to throw this out there. This is another personal favorite of mine, and I'm gonna get eye rolls for it. I don't care. The Twelve Pains of Christmas. I love that song, yeah. and I, I, I don't know. To me, that sounds like the kind of song that would be you would see them jamming to on the Milano. If that would actually be on the ride, that's a different question for another time. But yeah, I, I'm going to throw the the Twelve Pains of Christmas out there for an honorable mention. I, I'm my honorable mentions kind of similar along the lines of of Eric. Except it doesn't deal with Hans Gruber. Mm-hmm. It's not Christmas until it's Christmas Christmas with Johnny Cash. Okay. That is the actual okay. name of the song is Christmas with Johnny Cash. That's the name of the song? That's the name of the song. Okay. I got nothing to say of that. I haven't <laughs> even heard that. I'm going to have to look that one up. My second runner-up is the uh, Cheech and Chong. <laughs> see? See? 
see. <laughs> but that one can't be done. It, actually, no, you that one's kind of, that one is kind of clean. Because the first time I ever heard that song was on Dr. Domeno's show. Ah, okay. Oh, it's the Santa Claus, the guy with the head on his jaws. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then it actually breaks out into a Christmas. They actually break out into song on it. Mm-hmm. But oh, such a. They would. They would have to cut straight to the song, not the whole build up to it. No. So, but I, I'm curious to see what they announce are the the six songs for for the holidays. What they end up with? Do they go with any of our picks? I get the feeling there's going to be a strong Jackson Five presence in there. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I can see that. Felice, I think Felice Navidad has a chance. Yeah, the Jackson Five doing. I saw Mama kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that'll probably go on there. Yeah. Um, the other one I could see maybe is uh, John Lennon's um, no. War. No, dear God, no. See, no. even though it's. it's my question is, is that really truly a Christmas song? Even though the kids choir is singing about Christmas, Lennon's not. No. Actually, no. Lennon's singing about Christmas. The kids choir is singing, war is over. It, that's probably I mean, the most pressing Christmas song ever. It's one of the most confusing Christmas songs ever. Yeah, They played that one a lot, too. Yeah. How about the on the entire ride? Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. So, yeah, see, you know, Donna and I had a long discussion about that one. She said that song, basically that song paints Santa Claus as a murderer. She doesn't think that song would be on the ride. So that was almost, that was one of my first picks. She said, no, she could just because of the song itself, just because every radio station plays it 14,000 times during the season doesn't mean that it would be guardian worthy dominic the christmas donkey that would probably make the list (laughs) i I could see that making it yeah (laughs) i'm pretty sure that would because peter probably wouldn't nuts over that when he was a kid probably probably Mm -hmm. but maybe not because i never heard that song until i moved to new york i heard it down i i heard that song and i was living in memphis I used to hear that song. Yeah, so. but Memphis has got a good, good size Italian population, though. Oh, that's true too. Because, like I said, I didn't hear it till '84 when I moved to New York, and I was like an hour outside the city. But even still, there was a huge Italian population in southern New York mm-hmm. near the city. So, and and typically you hear it around the the Italian community, right? But ever since I've heard it, I've heard it everywhere else I've been since then. But I never heard it until we moved to New York. Right. So, which is odd, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think, any any final thoughts, guys? We still got some time, and I'm trying to see if there's anything else. All right, here's one to throw out there. What about the Thanksgiving song? Does that count, or is that or or no? I mean. Uh, or do we just count uh, when we're talking about the holidays? Is it post Thanksgiving? It's it's going to be post Thanksgiving. See, you know, the Thanksgiving song needs some love. I'm just saying. I I agree, but it if it was to be played, it'd be played. It would only be on the ride for like a week and a half, two weeks, because it would it would be on yeah, there after food and wine ended up through Thanksgiving Day, because the day after okay. Thanksgiving. Especially with Epcot, you now go into what's now known as the International Festival of the Holidays. Right. Okay, that's fair. So. Okay, here's the thought. Mm-mm. Here's the thought. What do you think that maybe Linus and Lucy from a Charlie Brown Christmas would make it in there? Possible. I would have said more likely back when um, Etna used to be our our insurance company. Because Aetna and, well, and the Peanuts had a had an affiliation. Oh, oh, I cannot believe that I did not think of this. But because they played it so much at the Osborne Festival of Dancing Lights, Brian Setzer's Jingle Bells. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. I mean, yeah. If there was ever a song that belonged on that ride at Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's that. Um. Please, what? They don't have the set list for this? Okay, never mind. Uh, I'm doing a quick search for pop Christmas songs. Ah. 
see what uh, Mariah Carey way away from here. <laughs> here. Well, the the first three on the list is Ariana Grande, which at this point in time, I guess he could since he's been back to Earth since getting his Zoom. Doesn't she have donuts to lick or something? <sighs> Who knows? Uh, we could stay away from Justin Bieber. Yes, yes. Let's um, we're staying. Well, away, in, we're staying away but, from but, Mariah Carey. In, in sync. NSYNC, Backstreet, or New Kids, one of the three, one of the three of them has to be in there somewhere. I'm just saying. Because and, and I'm saying, go ahead. Because Peter, you know Peter would love him some boy band music. You know he would. Yeah. Well, I personally would not have this on my list, but I'm pretty sure Wham's Last Christmas would be in there somewhere. <sighs> you know, I almost put that on the list, but I was like I was trying to avoid the super popular ones, but yeah, you know that that's going to probably be on the list somewhere. Well, this next song, which version would you want? Eartha Kitt, Madonna, or Gwen Stefani, Santa Baby? I know which song you're talking about, and I'm going Eartha Kitt all day, every day. Eartha Kitt all all day long, yeah. Santa Baby. The one you're talking about, too. Yeah. Santa Baby. Yeah, that, that, that's the only one. That's the only one that matters. Like, the other. I'm just saying. Arthur Kitt's version, I'm just saying I would think Santa would have Santa could not say no to that. I'm just saying I had a conversation online with somebody about this very song earlier today. And I said and and I said, you know, the Madonna one just sounds like cheap trash. Yeah. 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 No, it's not. Yeah. I said what I said. Now, Eric, you did pick Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Yes. No. Oh, that could be another one. No, and I'm kind of surprised that nobody else did either. I, I, I tried to avoid it because it was so popular. I was, I was trying to go with... I was trying to go with stuff that... But, you know, it, it would be one that Peter's mom would choose if all he has is, is a Christmas mix that his mom made for him. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a possibility. Um, that's why I said Feliz Navidad holds a strength, strong chance. Uh, Burl Lives have a holly jolly Christmas. That's not bad. That one just didn't sound rocky enough to me. Yeah. Uh, Kylan already mentioned Last Christmas by Wham. Um, I don't know if it'd be fast enough tempo wise for the ride, but Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow by Dean Martin. Mm, uh, uh, yeah. No, nothing, nothing, no Dino song is fast enough for, for that ride. Dino was smooth. He was right. very smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But crooners are not rock. No. I mean, their stuff just isn't what I would consider up tempo enough. Sleigh ride by the Ronettes? Sure. Oh, okay. Uh, which one is it? By Bing. Now, hold on. There's one song by Bing Crosby Jingle Bells by Bing Crosby. That could be the one that started G I G I N G L B. Yes. Yeah, that could work. That 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 that's a little boppy. So I'm I could see that, but like otherwise, like like Eric said, the the other I can't think of any other holiday songs by crooners that would be fast enough. Gene Autry's "Here Comes Santa Claus." Okay, how's about this one? Oh God, I'm trying to say. Snoopy's Christmas by the Royal Guardsmen. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I mean it's the. Um, it's the one that's like Christmas bells, those Christmas bells ringing through the land, bringing peace to all the world and goodwill to man. Yeah. Santa Claus is coming to town by Bruce Springsteen. I could happily go the rest of my life without hearing that, but right. I'm sure some people like that. <laughs> uh, on this particular list is that I'm looking at Little St. Nick and uh, Ron Rudolph Run. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they would put, do you want to build a snowman? Anybody else, I would say no. As a cruel joke, yes. <laughs> but it's Disney, so yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas is on here. Kylan, yeah. yeah. That, that was my pick. Jackson 5's I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can see that being on the list. And then uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. See, NSYNC there you go. NSYNC does. I can see that because there is an in sync connection to to Disney, right? The question is, do you guys know that connection? Uh, didn't wasn't Justin Timberlake a part of the um the Mickey Mouse Club? Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, yes, he was. Well, um, 
connection. That's one. Wasn't Lance Bass also a member of Mickey Mouse Club? Ah, that's right. I believe he was. I never kept up with Lance. Um, just checking, double checking. Lance was a poser. <laughs> uh, they don't list him for TV as part of Mickey Mouse Club. Hmm. I thought he was. I thought he was too. It seemed like I thought there were two members of NSYNC that were both, you no, know, had Disney connections, but no. Uh, well, there was it JC, maybe possibly. JC was part of the all new Mickey Mouse Club as well. Uh, actually, let me click on that and see who the guests were or who, who were the Musketeers. Um, JC, Justin Timberlake are the only two, but they're not the only uh, connection to Disney. Okay. Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone was a cast member at one point with Walt Disney World. Ah. Hey. He, he had worked in the parks. Because I know people who worked with him before he uh, auditioned to um, audition for uh, In Sync. Yep. So yeah, and Joey does a lot of stuff with Disney. I mean, that's why he he's one of the f- featured players during Eat to the Beat with Joey Fatone and friends, and he brings in all these people, and they just do a little variety show mm-hmm. at Amgard, American Garden Theater. He's a huge Disney buff. That's the only thing that kept him keeping his house here. Mm-hmm. When he was thinking about moving, he decided to stay because of Disney. So Nice. Okay. Um, apparently, Marvel Day at Sea is going to return to Disney Cruise Line in 2023. Okay. Uh, making, their, making their debut at sea will be Captain America, Sam Wilson, Mighty Thor, Shang-Chi, Miss Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Kate Bishop, and more. Returning favorites include Spider-Man, Iron Man, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Thor, Loki, and Black Widow. Uh, They are not saying what ship this is going to be on. It's just going to be a ship that's going to be leaving out of uh, Miami. With a cast that big, I would say it's probably going to be one of the larger ones. It would make sense if it was on the Wish, especially since they have the Avengers-themed restaurant. Then that's probably the case. Uh, the dates are January 7th, departing January 7th, January 21st, February 4th, February 18th, and March 4th, with the itinerary featuring Georgetown, Grand Cayman, and Disney's private island, Castaway Key. Or Castaway Key. Cool. Uh, departing January 16th, 30th, February 13th, and 27th, will include Cosmel and Castaway Key. I, enjoy, I got to see... Grand Cayman one time. Absolutely. Uh, and Castaway Key is like one of the most beautiful places on earth that I've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, this was, I have not cruised in over 10 years. So it's my understanding that Castaway Key has been built up a little bit, but yeah, we were going there. There was hardly anything. Um, Departing from, let me see if I can find it here. Miami leaving January. Cozumel was nice, but I think I would have liked it more if we had been able to go to like the uh, to the ruins, like the pyramids. Right. Oh, that would have been fun. I am checking to see there are seven cruises available. Uh, let's make this. Oh, I don't care how many nights. Does, does it say how many nights it was? I would think that if they have a Marvel Day at Sea, it's got to be one of the larger ones. Right. I would say probably at the very least a five night, uh, more likely a seven night. I agree. It, it doesn't even say in this article. Uh, out of Miami. Let's go five to six nights. Okay, Marvel Day at Sea uh, are five-night cruises, but it doesn't. All right, which boat is this? It's the Dream. Okay, yeah. The first one is the Dream. Okay. Actually, it's going to be the Dream for all of January. Okay. okay. Yeah, it definitely had, I figured it definitely needed to be one of the larger ones. So yeah. Dream or Fantasy. And I, and I think the dream also has in a small Avengers section on it as well for the kids right. club. So I don't know. I've only been on the magic and I've only been on the wonder I have been on. And on that note, <laughs> any final <laughs> thoughts guys, mm. now that we found this no. and, and just had some fun with it here, final thoughts. I could, I could do another, I could do another Disney cruise because they have a very good S cargo. Yeah. That's and what I, I hear. Do, I could do with some S cargo. Well, on Last that cargo I had was, when I came down for Jeff and Nicole's wedding. Okay. Well, on that note, I'm going to say that's going to be it for this week. Um, if you haven't played it yet, I got to say, check out Marvel Snap. That is a fun card game. Marvel card game. Uh, 
okay. on, on your phone. So okay. I'm already at a point I have built four different decks. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. you can build up to six or, or, or eight. Is it one of those games where you're okay playing by yourself, or do well, you end up having to get into alliances and stuff? Uh, at the moment, you're you're a player by yourself, but you're playing against another online player. Okay. So you're you're playing one on one. There's no alliance at the moment, right, cool. not that I've seen. Right. So, um, other than that. I'm just going to, if someone wants to get hold of Thursday. Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark.